Hey friends. Hey friends. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. Wow. You know, I think that what makes our podcast so unique. <laughs> I love this. Is the um, sporadicness. Is it? That recordings happen. You're talking to the wrong person. Sporadicness is never a quality I admired in anything. You know, stuff happens though. Right. I'm not saying it's not a common occurrence in life. You know what's funny? Hmm. Thinking about how infrequently we've been dropping episodes. And we usually start with, hey, we're back. It's been a while. (laughs) It's been a while. Things have been busy. Mm. And man. Have they? I can't even say that now because... Things are actually crazy busy. Super crazy. And it's like, it's lost all its meaning because I've, I've used it to just mean regular people busy. It's true. Now it's super people busy. Yeah. I mean. Well, and I've been traveling a lot. Yeah. That's kind of what I was going to say is that you returned from a trip two weeks ago and you're about to leave tomorrow. Didn't we record last? I feel like the last time we recorded, I remember saying or hearing myself say, I'm bringing you to the airport tomorrow. <laughs> So what we know about us is that when we are running out of time to do something, my God, do we show up. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, I think I even, I talked, didn't I tell you this last night, something like this? I don't know what prompted it, where it was like writing a paper or someone was, we were Mm -hmm. watching an episode of The Great, I think. Mm, Yep. And someone was right. I don't even know what it was. But basically, it was like someone was writing something or working on something that was like due essentially the next day. Yeah. The next morning. And I said to you that that is like the only way I could really work on something at school. I remember having memories of like junior and senior year. And it's just like I try to sit down to write something and it just couldn't do it. It was so slow. But I also have memories of like it's 1150. This is due at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. Focusing is happening. Didn't even have to try. So what I'm hearing, I mean, first of all, that is a symptom of ADD. Awesome. Good to know when you're 44 almost. Well, you know, they didn't tell us about these things when we were growing up. It wouldn't have landed in my family probably anyway, so. <laughs> you don't know that. Uh, I I think uh, there would have been some intervention processes. Uh, maybe everyone was just so desperate at that point, they would have tried anything. Well, what I'm hearing is that to get you to finish your book, we need a deadline. Oh, sure. Is it going to be real, though, if it's a wife deadline? Yeah, I don't really regard those as much. That's not true at all. There's some wife deadlines where I'm like, this is this is more important than tax day. This is heavy shit. I can't. Hmm. And some I'm just like, whatever. Hmm. It's taken me almost a decade to figure out which is which. And sometimes I still don't know. Hmm. Yeah. It would be like, you need to get your book done by this date or else. Well, like, give me a word count. I mean, I guess done. Yeah, I guess I find done. I mean, I'm expecting like, I don't know what 250 to 300 pages looks like. Your draft novel has to be done. The draft. By when? To send to other people. I don't know. I haven't come up with the date yet. Or else... The deadline will pass and you're going to have to pay a tax. What's the tax? <laughs> Is it ridiculous? Something that has it's to do with like interactive theater. 
Oh my God. Right? That's a good tax. That's awful. That's something that would loom over you. Yeah, it'd have to be something. Something where I would have to participate with other people mm-hmm. in something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a character of some kind? No, I think general day to day participation and engagement would be enough to. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, speaking of you going away, this is when I usually like. Sometimes I do a deep dive into movies. Like, well, the last time when you went to Peru, I watched a handful, not a lot. But I watched for the first time ever, uh, St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> I can't believe you watched that <laughs> I without never me. I've seen that movie. I don't know why it came up or what made me think of it. Maybe I watched something else with like some of the rat pack in it or something. Mm-hmm. But I watched it. I knew what it was about. I knew the premise, but I'd never seen it. Um, and the one lingering kind of question I have about that movie is how did Rob Lowe's character get into Georgetown? Mm. He must have been like a legacy. Money. Yeah. 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 It was pretty good. I didn't know it's a Joel Schumacher movie. I have no I think idea he what wrote, that means. He wrote and directed it. He did, well, infamously he did Batman Forever, like the sequel to one of the Tim Burton Batmans. It was a total tonal shift. Nipples on the Batsuit is what he's known for, really. Was that Ben Affleck Batman? No, that was Val Kilmer Batman. Val Kilmer. Yeah, this is like 96 Batman. Oh. But he also did, I think he directed uh, A Time to Kill. Okay. That John Grisham yeah, novel. A good one. Yeah, it was solid yeah it's good way different than the book i listened to the book last summer not way different but there was a lot of differences but both were very enjoyable interesting yeah the character the main matthew mcconaughey's character in the book was not quite as not as quite as a captain america morally righteous he was more had more shadow parts to him Hmm. in the book that Mm -hmm. gave him a little bit of depth i mean it didn't take away from the movie but it, you know, it was different, and I just appreciated it. Well, you know, Matthew McConaughey must be just known for his moral compass. Is he? <laughs> no. I don't know. Not in Dazed and Confused. That's true. <laughs> but you know what I do? I'm going through this book. The book is called Story. It's about screenwriting, which is if if you are into movies at all, it's fascinating. If you like movies, if you consider yourself a movie quote unquote buff. I consider myself that. I mean, it's look at a, my Mother's Day. It's a f- yeah, we watched three movies. It mm-hmm. was fantastic. It's a, such a good movie. He just talks. It's a great book on screenwriting. So it's very interesting. If you have no interest in writing anything, but you like movies, it's good. But like he references a lot of movies, and there's like a filmography in the in the index. So I'm like taking a piece here and there, trying to. You know, the end goal is to eventually watch all of them, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of them. So it's like every now and then, it's like watch one or two here and there um actually i think you were in maybe you were in italy last year and i watched presumed innocent with harrison ford you were in that movie he plays like a lawyer who's having an affair and the chick he's having the affair with dies yep yeah that was a good movie that was good i love it (laughs) i love that you go on these little movie explorations while i'm (laughs) traveling yeah sometimes except i was sad about this see almost fire thing because i was like oh i would have watched that oh that would have been a good mother's day movie also yeah i mean we're kind of aiming more towards 90s but whatever yeah we were in the more 90s let's say rom well that one movie almost famous that was like 2000 
Uh-huh. Beautiful Girls, which is like 96. But it was fucking weird. And then... Oh. <laughs> so weird. Oh, no, I'm only the first one. Uh, Where the Heart Is. Where the Heart Is. Which is actually 2000 as well. So Was it? Yeah. Oh, see, aughts. 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 And <clears throat> Classic Genie is like, hey, guys, <laughs> we should watch this movie. It's uplifting. And all the... Yes, tagline from you is it's uplifting which usually means the characters go through something horrible at about the middle end of act two and then you forget that that part is there and then it's myself and the kids are looking at each other saying jesus did you know this was in the movie and you're like oh i forget that part (laughs) block that part out completely well it clearly wasn't the takeaway for me yeah it was. It's a fabulous movie, by the way. It wasn't bad. It's was cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's <laughs> high. It's high praise. High praise in the O'Neill household. Now that was cute. That was cute. I attribute it to Ellen O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She did say that. She does. She says, "Oh, yeah, it was cute. Oh, it was cute. It was cute." But there are things that are good. She doesn't actually say things are good. She just asks me repeatedly if I've seen them. Mm. Like that show on HBO um, with Kate Winslet, like Mayor of Easttown or something. Yeah, I can't believe I haven't seen that. I yeah. love her. Love yeah. Kate she has asked me repeatedly about that, and I have not watched it yet. Right. I've, For no I've, reason. I mean, just haven't gotten to it. I have asked you to watch that, and you've been like, mer. Really? Yeah. Uh, disagree. Mm, okay. <laughs> well. Well, we're not here to talk about no, movies today. No, that's not uh, that's not the topic of the convo. Topic of the convo is is one of my favorite topics of convos. Oh yeah. Um. Like well, in general, because it has the because we're going to talk about manifesting. Yes. And um, I like to think of myself as a pretty powerful manifester. Yeah, you're almost underselling it. Oh really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I am a, I'm a magnificent. There are two things you manifested within two to three weeks of each other of extreme significance and magnitude that I can't talk about now. Magnitudinous. It's manifester. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) it's it's like a spiritual NDA that we signed that we can't talk about this Mm, right now. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We will. But yes, but holy cow. And it's like within weeks of each other. I know. And blows blows my mind. Still blows your mind. Flat my gasps are flabbered. Still. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, after all these years. <laughs> um yes, because I guess maybe I'm finally not paying attention, but noticing mm-hmm. that actually when you say things, I mean, I guess what you'll go into Really, what goes into manifesting? And I'm surprised I don't haven't picked up on. Oh, I'm not surprised I haven't picked up on it yet. That holy cow! Hold on to your butts. The winds of change are coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, and in this particular episode, I'm going to talk about manifesting you. Oh, is this going to get weird? I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe don't the know, weird maybe. parts you've just blocked out of your memory. It's all just like, <laughs> oh my God. That's totally possible. Um, I think that it's one of the more frequent 
questions I get asked from students. Where did you land this hot piece? Well, not in that, <laughs> not verbatim. He says, <laughs> as his belly full of jelly jiggles with uproarious laughter. uproarious laughter. Um, well, I mean, some certain things will happen, right? Like, I'm teaching and I inevitably forget four steps of things that I need before I sit down to teach. Forgetting it implies you remembered it to begin with. Okay. No, you always, it's like... Class has started 90 seconds ago, and then you mm-hmm. say, can I have, can you make me tea? I need tea. Or like, I need that charger right. when you're 45 minutes my, into class. My phone or computer or both are going to completely die in the middle of this class. And what usually happens is a, a disembodied arm and or hand. Mm-hmm. You know, plugs in my computer. Plugs in the computer. Reaches sound. across the screen to hand you a hot beverage. Hand me a hot beverage. And somehow, I don't know blows people away or well yes i mean then there's the questions around like where did you find him i need to get one of those what a um, weird thing because to me it's just like a well yeah what am i gonna do say no sorry i'm in the middle of my video game <laughs> or like i'm in the middle of my chapter i'm not gonna stop to make you tea or get a charger well this is because your mother raised you right <laughs> obviously um and so then I'll get, you know, follow-up questions like, you know, how did, if someone asks me, like, how did you find him? Where did you, where, where can I get one? I'm usually like, you manifest this. Like, I manifested him. And, you, you know. You make me sound like a golem. <laughs> you just took some mud. <laughs> put some clay together. Clay together. Well. Smashed it around. Said some prayers and whatnot. And right, let me yeah. cook overnight. No, it was more of like when Jane and Michael Banks and Mary Poppins <laughs> <laughs> made a list and the dad ripped it up and put it in the fireplace. It was more along those oh, lines. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um so let's just preface this by saying I was very clear for many, many years of what I didn't want in a partner. Mm. So yeah, I guess are you going to walk us through what what is manifesting? Well, I think that in my experience with manifesting, it's understanding that the energy that surrounds all of us, the energy in the universe, whatever you want to call it, the force, um, can be used, for lack of a better word, to uh, to call in things that are for you anyway. Hmm. Like once you are in alignment, once you're very clear with what you're seeking and you put forth that directive energy, the energy of the universe matches that and co-conspires with you. Hmm. And um, because our negative mind is so powerful and it's usually the first part of our brain that will, you know, speak up and and jump around and make noise and be the squeaky wheel. We often spend a considerable amount of our energy thinking about what we don't want, which is why I was saying, like, I knew for years what I didn't want. Hmm. Is this like we say negativity bias, mm-hmm. where I like we'll think of the thing that will go wrong, right? Before we think of the possibility, and this is like, have you said this before, where? 
it's like a survival mechanism from like way back way back like yeah I mean, hunter gatherer times yeah. you know egoic mechanism also sometimes it's called that in psychology mm. like your uh that side of your brain that side of your psyche wants to keep you safe so it's going to instantly try to you know talk mm. you out of things and people have different levels of negativity bias people have different um levels of being connected to or listening to their negative mind prior to listening to their neutral mind or their positive mind. Um, and positive mind, negative mind doesn't mean bad, good. Mm. It means like, what are all of the outcomes in my favor? What mm. could the potential dangers be? So I actually like to call negative mind as like, I like to refer to it more as like discernment. So it doesn't sound like, oh, you're negative Nelly. Mm. No, I'm discerning. You know, I'm like, is this actually a good idea? It's important for us to have this skill. This is not like let's fly through life like we're in adolescence where you don't have a really well-developed <laughs> negative mind. And so you're just like, yeah, I totally am going to like do this thing I don't have any credentials in, you know. Everything's an awesome idea. Everything is happening all at once. It's like... Uh, Penny Lane from Ugh. Almost Famous. Oh, my God. You know, for how much I have complaining I did before we watched that movie, mm -hmm. I forget how much I actually enjoy it. Yeah, it's funny. I do enjoy that movie quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I the pe character of Penny Lane, and not Kate Hudson. Like, she's great in that movie. Uh, I mean, it's just the introduction when we see her. It's like when we first meet her, there's two immediate strikes. And I don't think there's a third through the rest of that movie for her. Number one is when Patrick Fugit's character is like, oh, you're groupies. And they're like all offended. And we're like, fuck you. Yeah, you are. And you know you are. Let's not be pretentious about this. You know why you're here. Come on. And then when he's like, they're both backstage watching uh, Stillwater perform. Mm -hmm. And like he makes a note of like the first song. And she like looks at him like, oh. You stupid boy takes his pen and like just throws it away. Never take this it. Is, this is just because I'm a one. Maybe. And a Virgo. And yeah. I'm just like the, the only reason he's here to write things. Okay. Please let the boy take notes. Don't ever God's take sake. a Virgo's pen. Oh, it makes you so mad. I mean, like <laughs> if he was not there to like specifically like, you know, document what he's seeing and be a journalist. Totally agree with that idea. Like, you don't need to take pictures of your phone of everything. You don't need to write down the set list. You don't need to write stuff. But, like, since he's there in a journal, journalist capacity, mm. then I just got annoyed. I'm like, oh, you God almighty. You're not cool and you're making my job harder. <laughs> Stop it. But, you know what? She, I mean, the whole rest of the movie, there was not an instance of, like, God, you're annoying. It's just those two little things. Two little things. Yeah. You threw you right over the edge. It did. Sorry. I totally went off on a penny lane tangent. Well, that happens. That happens to the best of us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that we spend a lot of time in the negative thought, in the like, this is what I don't want. I don't want this. I don't want another partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever we want to call it, that does X, Y, and Z. Mm. Or I hate this about, you know, people that I've dated before, rather than getting really clear and really focused on what we do want. Mm. And what we are calling in. And, um, you know, it's it's so interesting to, like, our negative mind because we all have 
certain kinds of wounds and I don't want to get like heavy handed into that kind of stuff in this conversation, but we have these like things that we perceive about ourselves, right? Like that we're, that we're not good enough. Hmm. Often it comes down to like not being good enough. And it's like a reference to the four core wounds. Sure. It was also, it, I mean, I was reminded of it in um, when we were watching where the heart is oh. uh, because, you know, there's this, kind of like not secret but this um undertones of a love interest in the movie and mm. the main character like she's pretty darn convinced that she is not good enough for the guy that she likes like he's very highly educated mm. he isn't from the small town he comes from a family of affluence like she tells herself all of the ways that like she couldn't be good enough for this man and um you know, remembering that part of my life as well, where it was like, ah, you know, like I have three kids, I'm a single mom, it's a freaking chaos train at my house. Like there's a lot of reasons why someone would not be interested in being with me. I come with some <laughs> baggage. Um, and so we talk ourselves out of the things, out of perceiving that we are worthy of the things that we want. And, so again, that like negative negativity bias comes in, negative mind comes in and mm. says like, I don't want you to get hurt. So in order to protect you from that, I'm going to talk you out of this thing. And we mm. keep focusing on like what mm. we're not good at or how we're not good enough and all of the things that we don't want in relationships that we have had in the, in the past that, that wasn't in alignment for us. And so, you know, like manifesting you started with getting super clear about what I did want. Did you make a doll of my <laughs> likeness before this? No? No. Good. I, d I made none poppets no of you. No effigies. No. Awesome. Uh, what I also perceive is that the written word is very, very mm. powerful. Mm. So writing things that you want to call in down, step one. And you could start with like making a list, a, a list of attributes, a list of characteristics. Like you can stay at the superficial and then like get deeper from there. So mm. of course it started with things like I needed... Beefy. <laughs> you know, well, I think that would be the most hilarious thing ever to do would be to make a list for each of us to make a list of the attributes that we think the other one of us is interested in. <laughs> that would be really hilarious. Well, I mean, I think it's hilarious in like heterosexual relationships anyway, because I think that mm, oftentimes yeah. men perceive that women are like, right. I would like a man who's six feet tall. I would yeah. like a man with blue eyes. It's like the difference like between the male gaze and the female yeah, gaze. Yeah, so, yeah, totally. It would be like all written out yep. right there. So no, I did not start with physical <laughs> attributes. Um beyond the fact that like you know i got a thing for bald men so it was definitely on there um do you yes oh i actually think that a lot of hair oh. on a man's head is not and like long hair i can't mm. Mm -mm. no well i have the scalp for you you do terraforming <laughs> mars all over the place um i'm getting hot just talking about it <laughs> my body temperature is rising um so I started with different attributes, just listing them. Step two to that is really to go into 
all of the senses. And this mm. is where it's going to sound a little weird, okay? Now, you're going to go and tell it sounds weird. I'm going to give an example of, I think, the same idea you're going to talk about. Okay. Different point of view, different example. Mm-hmm. But, like, I totally get it. So, I don't know if anyone is listening to this that's skeptical. I'm going to just, I have the example for the skeptics. So, oh. go yeah, go ahead. Oh, you're going to, I'm going to go first. Yeah, you go first. So, first thing being, you know, if you're, particularly if you're manifesting a person. This is a little different if you're trying to manifest a job. And a lot of the principles apply. So, um if you're trying to manifest a, a new place to live or really anything tangible in your life, you want to get as connected to all of your senses as possible around what would it feel like if you had that thing. Mm. Okay. So what does this man smell like? Ooh. Was like top of the list. Ooh. What did he smell like? Cedar, <laughs> leather. Vetiver. What's that? It's like a... It's like a more um, rich, rich mahogany. It's like a vetiver kind of smells like a mixture of, to me, it smells a mixture of like pipe tobacco and bourbon. Wow. Yeah. Those are two scents I would like to call in as well. Right. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, Like the smell of tweed. Yeah. Okay. Leather. Yeah. The smell of like a library book. Mm-hmm. Right? So like Yeah, there's definitely something with the pages, like the pages of an old library book. Yep. I don't know if that's like the book decomposing or something. I don't know what maybe I may have read that or like what that Jesus. smell actually is. It's the book dying. <laughs> well, it's what the the smell of leaves in the fall is mm. the smell of them mm-hmm. dying. Yeah. So like that's a good d- death smell. It's a good death smell. <laughs> it's a good metal um, metal band name. <laughs> death smell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you were saying? Yeah. So you just explore through the senses and you write those things down. Like, this is what this person... And that's when you get into the look like, right? Like... Oh, look like. This is what this person could look like. This is what this person could smell like. This is, you know, like... If I am putting my hands on their chest, is it smooth? Is it hairy? Is it sweaty? Is it like you have to get particular? Like, what does their skin feel like? Um, what does their sweat smell like? Like all of those things, and and try to describe it the best that you can, and minimally call it in. Like, try to imagine that you're experiencing it, and use your imagination in that experience. What does this person taste like? Smell calling in on a scale of one to lumberjack. <laughs> it wouldn't be one to lumberjack. It would be like. What would be the opposite of lumberjack? It would be like accountant to lumberjack. <laughs> On a scale of accountant to lumberjack, I am a librarian. On a scale of uh, khakis <laughs> to Carhartts. <laughs> um, yeah, so you use all of your senses mm. and you start to 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 get as physically connected to this thing as you can. You know, if you're trying to manifest a new job, like what is that? what does your office smell like? Mm. You know, when I was, when I was seeking a teaching position, like everybody knows what a school smells like. So can you like get very, very clear in, you know, what does the environment look like that you would be working in? Um, And uh, 
and just try to like hold hold that vision through the lens of all of the sensory uh, activities that you can pull. <laughs> <laughs> so what do they taste like? You know, um, sometimes that's like the, the probably the weirdest conversation that comes up is people are like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And it's like, what does this person taste like? What does it taste like to kiss them? What does it taste like to do other things with them? What, what is their energy taste like? Like what's their sweat taste like? Mm-hmm. It's important. Um, and, and then other like, uh, more intimate details, like is, do they have a particular tone to mm. their voice? Is there uh, a way that they breathe? One of the funniest <laughs> things, you know what I'm going to say next? No, I don't. I have no idea. Oh, one of the funniest things is like, you know, at the time that I was hardcore manifesting, um, Matthew, <laughs> I had been watching the Big Bang Theory for a long time at that point. Mm. Not a like long time, but I mean, since probably, it came out, a few years. Oh yeah, I mean, if at least I'd say four or five, maybe by mm-hmm. then, yeah. And one of you know, I loved the character Leonard, mm. and one of the things that I found so endearing was like after coitus, <laughs> <laughs> Leonard would would reach over into the bedside stand. And grab his inhaler. Oh, for God's sake. And I was like, that is the cutest thing, because he's literally like... She has taken his breath away. She has taken his breath away. This is the cutest. I love this. Like, manifesting Matthew is going to include an inhaler. Seriously? Yeah. Why don't you be like, I'll manifest him, but he'll asthma will be cured. Well, I'm working on manifesting that, but then you do things like smoke cigars and I'm out of town. So. Yeah, but I don't inhale them. <laughs> Please say I don't inhale. Inhale them? I don't inhale... Okay, now that we're quoting Bill Clinton, <laughs> <laughs> we can, we're moving on. Oh, moving on. All right, can I make my yeah. example? Mm-hmm. I hate that this is the example, but it's the most recent, and it's the most. Uh, it pertains the most to a physical activity. Okay, it's golf. Uh huh. And oftentimes, the best outcome from standing over the ball, right? Because you can have a million, they call them swing thoughts. It's like, you got to have your hands here. And then when your hands get up here, they do this. But when you're swinging, your elbow's here and all that other crap, right? Mm -hmm. And you try not to have swing thoughts. Mm. Um, And then usually the the, the idea or thought that produces the best outcome is just like, I'm not going to think about anything and just like not worry about anything in my physical body and just play with feel. Like, I know what it feels like to hit a shot that does exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, and I, I couldn't tell you and explain where every part of my body is during the process. Right. But I know exactly what it feels like. Yes. So just do, just do that. Like, do, like, just use the feeling and do that and not feel the thinking. Yeah. The force. Yeah. Literally. So, like, yeah. And that was, I, I tried to go back before golf. Mm hmm. To think of a different example of like something physical where it's like you're trying to do a specific thing and you're just, it's it's better just to do it by feel. Mm. And I can't think of anything. So, sorry. Golf it is. Okay. I mean, I would have said sex, but okay. <sighs> My mother might be listening to this. Wow. Your cheeks got a little red. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of cheeks red. A little bit. <laughs> just a little. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was my example. But just, I mean, I, I even I, did. I tell you that I tried. I manifested something a couple weeks ago. I don't like it was something very small. It was so. like I was driving home and I had this thought, and it happened. Okay. And it was something that like not would have been that predictable. Like the chances of it happening were ten percent. Mm. But I even was like had this thought, and it's weird about. Here's why I'm not like, you know, of course, I'm not crapping on any manifesting for a lot of reasons. You never would. Never would. It's just when you have the ideas and thoughts where there's never a doubt in your mind as to the outcome. Mm. Doesn't mean it's going to happen immediately. Doesn't mean it's going to happen in every single detail that you thought it of. But like in your body, you feel exactly what that is, that what that outcome is and what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Yes. Like yep. there's nothing in your brain, in your body, that's like, oh, but what if? It's just like, no. It's like, oh, this thing is going to happen, and my body is kind of almost accepted and going with the idea that it is. Mm-hmm. What was it? I don't remember. Uh. It was something not that interesting. <laughs> it was kind of stupid. My level of manifestation is very small compared to yours. For now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> So it wasn't something good. It was probably something like, oh, you're going to want to go to Salt Point and get beer and pizza. Oh, it was. I Maybe think it, it was. was. You were like, hmm, Salt Point. It's like Salt Point. Oh, that's going to happen. Yeah. And I was like, let's go to Salt Point. Yeah. So I don't know see. if that was exactly manifesting or if it was more of like us kind of reading each other's minds, even though you don't want to pretend, you don't even think for a second that that's possible because really? you want to encourage that behavior. Reading minds? Yes. Honey, you go for it. <laughs> Oh, I can read your mind. No, I'm saying you can try all you want. Okay. But as an Irish Catholic, I have a leg up on you. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying that you're not going to be like, be able to like, of course, because of the proximity in which we live Mm -hmm. and work. And that that, you're kind of predictable. Yes. And I love (laughs) patterns. I'm saying also, however, there's going to be several layers that's going to be impenetrable. Mm. So it's just going to be the... Rock hard diamond center. It's just going to exist there. And you just leave it alone. Don't even try. Okay. I mean, disagree. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and yes, what you're talking about, about like feeling into something happening rather than thinking about, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Like that's powerful mm. manifestation magic. Also, what you had said about like not being in the what if, mm. but being in the when yeah, is really important. And that brings me to kind of like step three Ooh. of manifesting. So wait, if, what were the first two steps? So we start first with making a list. List. Oh man. List well, of how things. am I not on board with manifestation? I know. I know. This is starting off in my wheelhouse. And you know, there's so many ways to do manifesting. Mm. And um, there's a really fun book by Lynn McTaggart called the power of eight Mm. um and she talks about it from a scientific perspective from like a quantum field quantum physics Mm. perspective which is really cool uh and this is i'm just walking through manifesting matthew specifically Ah. um starting with making like a list of of things that were really important to me was this list on the cover of your trapper keeper no oh no 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 this list is so pre any amount of like Mrs. Jeannie O'Neill <laughs> writing heart over the eyes mm. um, 
It's it's stage one. Oh, okay. Then we move into all of the sensory the senses. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And and writing those out and sitting with like what those feelings are and you know feeling into something rather than thinking about something or thinking about how something can't happen or you don't deserve it or blah blah blah. Mm. Then we get into actually writing what happened. Mm. So a specific example of this is once like, first of all, in between step two and step three, I met you like in an official way. And um, it was clear that this was something along the lines of like, I called this man in Mm. Uh, unclear still at the level to which that I called you in. Um, and without getting too graphic, cause you know, you're going to blush again. Um, when, when we held hands the first time, oh, that was familiar. Oh, it was like, I know what you feel like already mm. because I have felt you before. Um, in, you know, in my manifesting, in my imagination, your hands felt familiar. Mm. It didn't feel awkward or new or weird <laughs> or, like, ooh, what's going on? Mm. It was like, oh, this is yeah. completely normal. Is this a past lives thing? <laughs> maybe. Um, maybe. Sometimes you like, you like to bring that up. Like, in past lives, we were this, this, and this. And, I do like to talk about and that. And you say it in such a romantic way. I'm like, that sounds horrible. Wow. Not like the being with you part. Oh, thank you. That sounded fine. <laughs> it was the historical context. The historical context. Where you're like, it was so 1647 and uh we were starving (laughs) but we were best friends so it was all good um so then once i had met you once like it was clear that this was something and you had you were checking a lot of boxes and i had to pay attention to that then what happens is our negative mind gets even louder, right? Mm, negative yeah. mind wants to always protect you, and particularly in the first stage of a relationship, right? So it's like, what about this? What about this? What about this? This could happen. That could happen. Um, you know, he's going to come over and he's going to recognize that like the sink is full of 75 cups and there's children running around the house and the neighborhood is in our backyard and everything's chaos and he's going to run away. Um, and at that point it was like, well, what do I want to happen? And so I sat down and I wrote a diary entry. Mm. Two years in the future. Ooh. In a way that mapped out everything that happened in the span of our relationship since the day that I wrote that diary entry, like into the future, all mm. the way into the future. Whoa. So it was like, we did this, we did that, we are married, whatever the details were Mm. of that letter, um, and folded it up, like could visualize the whole thing, could see it all unfolding, knew for sure that this was a timeline that could unfold, right? And that this was the timeline that I wanted to call in, right? If we're going to think about like the quantum field, Mm. There could be many different timelines and I wanted to accentuate a very particular one and stay super focused on 
how that timeline played out and how I felt about it and like what our day-to-day life was like. Hmm. When we moved to Ithaca and, you know, I was going through all these things and packing stuff up from my desk and from teaching and I found that. Oh, really? Letter. I still have it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Well, shoot. And the only thing that was untrue about what I wrote, because everything unfolded exactly as, as I wrote it out, there really? was only one thing that was different. What? I wrote that I brought you coffee in bed in the morning. What? I know. It was weird. I don't know why I wrote that. How did I get stuck doing that? <laughs> You're like the emperor. <laughs> You're like, everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I just felt like you said. Wow. Not surprising. You said something different. You said something and I heard something different. Not surprising at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it goes both ways. Okay, fine. <laughs> I guess so. So then, I mean, then here we are with disembodied hands. Reaching across screens. Reaching across screens. Handing handing you things that you've inadvertently forgotten. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, if your power of manifestation was a little bit better, you would manifest me remembering my tea. But you don't. Yeah. Because I think you kind of like it. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think the Virgo one enjoys any sort of not unpreparedness? Well, no. Yeah. And the Virgo one gets to be the prepared one with the T. Yeah. I don't know. I know we like to throw this around like gets to and all that bull crap. I'm not buying it in this kind of, this scenario <laughs> because in my head, I'm like, just, I don't know. I want us to have our. Just remember your shit. Wire tight. You want this to look good. And it doesn't look good with me bursting in five minutes into class. I argue that it looks even better. Well, who the hell am I to argue, apparently? It's true. It's true. I think that what's important to remember about manifesting, though, is that it has to come from a place of, like, genuine engagement with what you're calling in and non-attachment to a timeline. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, I can know that this is the partner that I want. This is the way that I want to feel in a relationship. This is what this person, how this person treats me. This is all of the, you know, list of less important details, but things that you put in so that you're very, very clear about your manifesting, what you're manifesting. And then you have to let it go. Then you have to really be like, okay, I trust. You have to let it go up the chimney. You have to let, you have to rip up that piece of paper. It has to go up the chimney. You have to go up the chimney. Mr. Banks. Wait for Mary Poppins. Did not hold on to that list. Yep. We got to let it go. Have to, because you can't know what the timing is of the universe. And there's no way, like, it's just too arrogant to believe that our narrow view of how the world works and energy flows and things move um it's arrogant to perceive that we have a full bodied awareness of that enough to be like this needs to happen by Mm. spring right this needs to happen by you know like i mean there's just been there's just 
been so many examples in my life where it's like, I think that I know what's best for me mm. and the timeline. And I could not have been further from the truth. You know, that, that could not have been further from accurate. So like really being able to release and trust that the universe is conspiring with you and that you get to, you know, you really, really get to be in co-creation at the same time that you trust. It's like, um, it's like working on a team. It's like working with a team of people. And if you're not trusting that everybody can do their pieces, we start to get like clingy and mm. we start to like interrupt process and flow. Mm. If you can trust on that team that like people are competent enough to do the things that are their part, you can surrender into creative flow and it gets really, really beautiful, really, really fast. Uh, if you're trying to control the whole process, things are getting extinguished and like squeezed out. And that happens when you're co-creating with the universe as well. Like you, you have to treat it like, you're on a team and there's parts of it that are for you to do. And there's parts of it that are not your business. Yeah. It's like this metaphor, like, uh, I guess uh, the example I'm going to use is another sports thing, but this goes from baseball way back in the day when you first learned that, like I went to this pitching clinic at a local batting cage. And like, I remembered what this dude taught. I did this when I was like 11 and I remember this. I still remember it to this day and you know one of the things it's like you know when they tell you to hold the ball it's like you know you look like you're gonna, gonna throw it really hard so you're holding on to this ball like you want to crush it and then of course the coach is like well here's a pen and this is a clinic so we were like in a classroom kind mm -hmm. of thing it's like okay hold this pen as tight as you can and write your name and then it's like hold it like you normally do and write your name which one was easier to do which one it's like you have to let go a little bit you know, there's a there's a nice sweet spot on how firm you should hold something. Don't squeeze it to death. I can't believe we didn't hear about that during the sports magic episode. Well, can't tell all my, sto all my stories right away because it's like you know we're only at about a year nine. I can't, can't. It's a really freaking good lesson. Well, I got to save something, man. I got to hold some of these in the back pocket for Damn it. yeah. I want to use that in like every single class I teach now. Well, I mean, TM. <laughs> do, you, do you know the name of the coach that taught this yeah. clinic? Do Rick, we need to credit him? Rick Dell. Rick Dell. Rick Dell. Shout out to Rick Dell. <laughs> Last know? I checked, he was head of Major League Baseball Operations in Asia. Wow. Yeah, not sure what he's up to lately. I'm sure we can check him out on, on the Google. Well, I think that we need to at him on our Instagram posts. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. Rick be like, Dell. What the hell is this? Rick <laughs> He was the coach of what was Trenton State College, which then became the College of New Jersey uh, baseball team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's mm -hmm. funny. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I think that it's important for everybody to experiment with manifesting so yeah what the thing i like is there's this little paper you might have put it in my car 
It's like, act like what you want has already happened or mm-hmm. something like that. There's a quote on there. I don't know when you did this, but it has been in my car and I haven't moved it. I mean, I rarely move anything that comes into my car. So, but I mean, the same idea It's just like, well, you know, if, if every time instead of having a fake argument with myself when I was driving, I just pretended like, what would it be like if something I wanted was true? Uh-huh. Like, what would that feel like? At the very least, you get to pretend for 45 minutes, and God help us, we could all use some of that. But, yeah, I guess that's the first step. What does it feel like? What does it feel like? Feel, don't think, as Qui-Gon Jinn said. Yes. Yes. Liam Neeson. Sure did. Mr. Taken. I don't know his name in that movie. My God. Yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, well, when I was uh, coaching cheerleading, I used to tell them to... Don't think, just do. Yeah. Don't think, just do. Well, it's like another in Bull Durham. They start thinking about shit and drop each other on their heads. Don't think, just throw. Don't think, just throw. Just throw. Yeah. Cool. Well, Manifesting 101. Manifesting 101. Welcome. Come back later for another Masterclass episode and Manifestation. I'm sure there's some sort of higher level shit we can get into. Well, and... You know, the thing about manifesting you is that I just want to be clear that this is not like I walked into this situation without having like the same worries, the same doubts, the same fears that anybody has when they start a relationship, like a new relationship. You know, there's the excitement part, of course, and all of that. And then then there's the flip side that's like, oh, dear God, this person could smash my heart into a million pieces. Um and I still had all of that and stayed actively connected to 100% engagement mm-hmm. with exactly what is unfolding as it's unfolding in full trust and non-attachment to whatever this outcome and timeline yeah. was. I'll never forget when uh, a friend of ours, Carrie, <laughs> I think Carrie was, tell- Carrie was trying to give me a timeline because, you know, I mean... I was old. I was getting old. I was like, we can't get married too old. Otherwise, what the heck am I going to wear? <laughs> Look like a fool in a cupcake dress because I'm too old to be wearing this. You know, you have weird thoughts in your early 30s. Um, and Carrie, I think, was like, you know, this could be like, you know, be waiting five or six years for him to like propose to you because Matt doesn't do anything really quickly. She wasn't wrong. She was not wrong about you not doing anything quickly. Yeah. Um. And I did have that moment of like, oh, God, what if that's true? That's so long from now. And like, we don't have this kind of time. We're not spring chickens. We're just wasting we away here. Fall or winter chickens. Or <laughs> Maybe fall chickens. <laughs> um, And then again, like going back and having that, like, wait a second. Now. Like, this is meant to be. Mm. Yeah. and you, He's going to lock this shit down. Yeah. Fast. And to clarify, you, it's not like you slaughtered a goat over a fire to, to call in, to trap my soul in a jar that you now hold on our bedside <laughs> stand. <laughs> it was not that level of witchcraft. It's true. Yeah. It was not. It wasn't. Which I'm appreciative of. Well, I'm going to keep manifesting things for us. 
Yeah. Yeah. And um I mean it's a it's a it's a it's scary. I want you to know that. What? There's a bit of it's not like scary, I'm terrified like oh my god, this is horrible. I'm frightened. It's more of like kind of in awe of like what sometimes I pause. I'm like what 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 is happening right now? There are certain things happening right now that I did not think would be happening 10 days ago. Mm. And it's like, oh, this is happening and happening very quick. So it's very, that's, I shouldn't say scary. In awe is a better way to say it. Oh, well, awe is fun. Yeah. I mean, it's still scary. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Lots of butt holding. <laughs> Jeez the wheeze. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I got to tell our little snippet of how I manifested you. Because we've told our love story and stuff like that before. And I would yeah, just like to take like, full responsibility for. Um, this is a behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. This is like a Lord of the Rings appendices chapter of like mm. how you made it happen. Yeah. Extended yeah. edition DVD. Yeah. Um, and that it is applicable outside of manifesting, you know, Matthew. What? It, like you can manifest other things. You oh. That same. Yeah. Method. Yeah. It's not just the Matthew method. No, I'm on board. I told I I'm I am on team manifestation. Team making some lists. Yeah, well you had me with lists. Yeah. So like you have you did a lot of you you manifested. So now you had a manifest. Oh my god. <laughs> that was the worst dad humor. <laughs> I thought of it as soon as I heard the word manifest, and I'm like, oh, don't go through this whole thing without saying it. Well done. Totally worth it. Yeah. We'd do it again. I know you would. <laughs> Good All one, right. honey. All right, friends. All right, friends. This is Matt. This is Jeannie. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>